There's a popular expression and a popular understanding called the growth mindset in the world today. And I think there's an appropriate way for us as Christians to adopt that and to use it for our own spiritual growth as spiritual leaders. So that's what we're talking about today. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Leadership Podcast. I'm Pete Burak. Miguel's behind the camera. We're in our new studios, which we are loving, by the way. We think it looks great. We think it sounds great. And we hope that you agree. And today we're talking about what I'm calling a Christian growth mindset. So within kind of popular culture and pop psychology right now, there is the idea of the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Simply put, a growth mindset thinks that things can get better, things can change, we can grow, we can evolve, we can learn, we can expand, we can overcome things. And a fixed mindset is more of things are the way they are and there's nothing we can do about it. No amount of practice, no amount of habits, no amount of, about, um, why did I say about of? No amount of transformation, research, effort will really ever change anything. And I've seen uh, this kind of, taught to my children in the schools that we send our kids to, not so much the fixed mindset, but a growth mindset of, okay, yes, I've come up against a math problem that I don't know how to solve. Well, a growth mindset is, okay, I'm capable of learning. I'm capable of working hard. I'm capable of, I'm not very good at math now, but if I work hard and I and I train and I listen and I believe and I, I go for it, I can improve. And it's a really wonderful thing. And I think it's something that should be applied to our life as disciples as well, as spiritual leaders, to check ourselves and be careful that we don't fall into kind of Christian fixed mindsets, or better yet, fixed mindsets that impact our our life as a Christian, as opposed to living a, a Christian worldview, which is very much formed by this understanding that God desires our growth, He intends our transformation, and he actually gives us the power to see it through. I mean, listen to this for a moment. So there's going to be two different uh, passages that kind of illustrate this for us. The first one is from Romans 8, 28. Paul says this, We know that in everything, God works for good with those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. We know that in everything, God works for good with those who love him. So hold that in your mind. And now in uh, Corinthians. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being changed into his likeness from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So we understand as disciples, as those who are members of the family of God, who are walking with Jesus, who are trying to model our life after his, that we are on a journey, a journey of transformation that is that originates in him, is perpetuated by his spirit, and is accomplished through his power as we cooperate and submit and say yes to what he's doing in our life. So the Lord is working for good all those who love him. So as we love the Lord, as we trust him, as we obey him, as we uh, acknowledge him, as we worship him, every circumstance in our life can actually be transformed into something that he can bring good out of, which sounds massively like, like how could that possibly be true? How could it possibly be true that every circumstance has the potential for good to originate out of it for those who love Jesus Christ? And I guess my proposal to you is instead of taking the next 
12 minutes to lay out every potential circumstance and illustrating how God could work good, good from it. It's just to say, like, look at your own life. Look at the lives of the people around you. Read some stories of the saints and and dive into illustrations of this. And it's it's amazing how often when a disciple obeys, submits, trusts, and loves, even as the circumstances of their life, even as the the suffering that emerges, even as things kind of horrible things happen to them, it's amazing how the Lord brings good out of it. Not necessarily total resolution or even restitution. There's plenty of instances where, you know, like what's the the good out of being tortured for the faith? Well, it, it produced a, a witness of faith that led to the conversion of this person over here, and ultimately the the martyr died, and we believe is is brought into heaven. There's a eternal perspective on the good that is brought that is not always a temporal one. So it's not always clear that the good is is actualized and realized in the here and now in the way that maybe as humans we'd like to see it be able to oh good here's the here's the good outcome. But when we take a step back and we try to look at things through the eyes of God. It's clear, those who love Jesus Christ, who abide in him, who walk in him, good comes from their life. And this is not a prosperity gospel to say that, like, if you love Jesus, you're going to have the house that you want or the car that you want, or all of a sudden your bank account is going to change from this to this. That's not, the good is the good as the Lord defines it. And what is most good to the Lord? Relationship with him. Intimacy with him. Intimacy with him and a knowledge of him and a love of him that happens here that then leads to the fullness of that desire, the fullness of the good, which is to be drawn into his life for all eternity. And so the growth mindset that we are invited to as a Christian is to to submit to God's perspective on everything, to submit to his plan, to obey him, to trust him, so that he can, and if we do it lovingly, so that he can move in our life and in the lives of those around us so that good may come out of it. And where this is really important, I've seen a lot of times, especially working with younger people, is there we sometimes develop a, a fixed mindset around sin, where I'm just, I'm the impatient person, or I'm the lustful person. Or I, I just will never get over this this habitual sin. I'll never see freedom in this area or this area or this area. And what's Scripture tell us? Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. From one degree of glory to the next. The growth mindset of a disciple is to say, "Okay, this is where I am in the you know this is this is the state of my heart, but I know that the Lord wants." to purify me. I know the Lord has more for me. I know there's more intimacy. I know there's more freedom. I know there's more power. I know the fruits of the Spirit can be more abundant in my life. I believe that because that's what he said. And I believe he's trustworthy. And so I'm going to press on in perseverance to continue to be obedient, to continue to struggle, to continue to fight, to continue to submit and trust that as I continue to offer my life to him in love, he will transform me from one degree of glory to the next. And sometimes there might be dramatic, explosive, whoa, look at the change. And then other times it'll be, I look back three years and go, whoa, I used to be like this and now I'm like this. So what I want to give you now is just kind of four simple tips as to how we can foster this Christian growth mindset so that we can not fall into the trap of the fixed mindset, which I think is of, of the evil one to say, this is who I am. It, and, and almost our behavior, our mindsets, our, our struggles become our identity. And 
The identity of a disciple is what God says about us. We've talked about that a lot. And that is fundamentally an identity that believes change is possible. And not only possible, but realistic. And not only realistic, but like happening because we're following him, because we love him. So four tips to, to kind of foster this uh, Christian growth mindset. The first is, I've already kind of talked about it a lot, but to regularly pray prayers of belief and trust. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I, I am struggling with this right now, but I trust you. I trust that you are good. I trust that you are powerful. I trust that you know me and are making a way for me. I trust that your ways are better than my ways, that your plans are better than my plans. To, to just keep in communication with God. I was listening to a talk the other day by um, uh, a pastor who's, who's passed away. His, his name's Timothy Keller, and he was talking about Job. And Job, throughout most of the book of Job, has these really kind of dramatic, aggressive prayers towards God where he gets pretty angry at God and, and really cries out to him. And what Timothy Keller, was the point he was making was that the Lord honors Job's relationship with him, not because Job is always behaving well towards him, but because Job keeps talking to him. Job's prayers of frustration, Job's prayers of confusion, Job's prayers of anger are still prayers. They're still directed toward the Lord. They're not separating. He's not leaving the Lord to then cry out to something else or to to, to lament to the wall or to shout to the moon or to kind of look within himself. No, Job, even in his brokenness, is still communicating with God. And he's being real with God. And in many ways, because of that, the Lord is able to be real back towards him. So the first step is to just express, have regular times of expression, of verbally, internally, of saying, Lord, I believe you. Help me where I don't believe. Or, Lord, I want to believe you, and I'm struggling to believe you. Or, Lord, I don't know if I believe you, but I know I should. (laughs) To just be real and to pray those very honest, genuine prayers of faith and trust. Second uh, tip for developing a growth mindset is, whenever appropriate, to try to foster a perspective of yes and. To see, kind of a growth mindset is to say, okay, what is true and good and right about the situation? Yes. And how can we improve upon it? Instead of no and but, instead of saying, no, that's no good. There's nothing positive here. There's nothing of value. And, and but, like, but we can't possibly do that. Those are, those are two phrases that there are times and places, especially with, with the, the moral life regarding sin, where there's no equivocating with sin. There's no yes and with sin. But in circumstances that are, that are difficult, to be looking for what can I value and affirm in this person or in this circumstance and how can I build on it, as opposed to always being looking for what do I need to reject in this person in this circumstance and how do we move away from it. Again, there are times and seasons where rebuke and move away are absolutely necessary. And we should always rebuke and move away from sin or the temptation to sin in our life, for sure. But a lot of times, I think we we miss opportunities for the Lord to purify something and to kind of see the kingdom emerge because we're not looking for what is good and true and beautiful in this and how do I articulate that and how do I affirm that and how do I come into agreement with that and what is the Lord asking me to do in the circumstance? So whenever possible, trusting the Lord and and kind of following your conscience to be able to say yes and. Three, to periodically, 
just kind of challenge some of your limiting beliefs. And what I mean by that is like, just take an audit of your heart and your mind and say, have I allowed certain beliefs to creep into what, how I think about things? So a good one would be like, yeah, my parish just is, um, just doesn't have community. Okay. That might actually be true. Your, your parish might not have community or like very effective community or very uh, healthy community. That, that, that's, a distinct possibility. But the fixed mindset says that as a definitive statement. We don't have community. And kind of does the, so, oops. A Christian growth mindset is more of like, okay, our community is not healthy right now. So what is the Lord's design for making it healthy? What does it look like for us to invest our time, our talent, and treasure in order to move in the Lord's plan and providence to transform, to improve this situation. So the fixed mindset might be something like, yeah, there's just, um, it's just never enough money for youth ministry in our parish. We just never can, we never have the financial resources to get it done. Again, that might be a true statement. You might not have any money, but a fixed mindset says that as the definitive statement, as in, well, there's nothing we can do about it. And we're just resigning ourselves to the fact that we will never have the financial resources we need. The growth mindset says, okay, Lord, you're a God of abundance. You're a God who money is no object to. Lord, if if you're putting on our heart to do X, Y, and Z and it requires money, Lord, give us the insight and the wisdom and the trust that you're going to provide. And, the, and then the, the, the instinct for how to respond to that provision. And what are your what's your idea about this, Jesus? Holy Spirit, how do you want to make a way for us to have the resources we need in order to do the thing we feel like you're calling us to do? So to just take a moment to say, what is something that I've I've kind of just closed the, the door on or closed the book on to say, this is how something is? And challenge yourself to say, is that a limiting belief? Is that actually a fixed mindset? Or is there a way to acknowledge the truth of whatever that statement is, but then also transform it into a growth mindset? mindset? <laughs> All right, finally, and tip number four is one of the best ways to foster a, a growth mindset, a Christian growth mindset, is to learn and to research and to read and to press into the the bountiful wisdom that the church has for us as to what it means to follow Jesus, to know him and to love him. One of the best ways we break through limiting beliefs and kind of a, a fixed mindset or a, a restrictive worldview is to expand into the wealth of wisdom that the church offers us for how to think about things. And the best way, the best place to start, and this is going to be an upcoming episode, is in Scripture. Starting in Scripture. And I don't want to spoil the rest of the upcoming episode, which is going to be about a well-formed mind and how do we form our minds in the gospel. But I'm telling you, if you find yourself with a bunch of fixed mindsets, a bunch of kind of fixed beliefs, a bunch of constraints that have have creeped in, a bunch of lies, one of the best ways to break those lies is to A, identify them and rebuke them and do all the things I've talked about, but then to say, okay, I need to fill my mind with truth. I need to go read Aquinas and Augustine and the Church Fathers. I need to read some Chesterton. I need to read what the popes have said about X, Y, and Z so that I can be washing my mind clean with the truth. And as I wash my mind clean, it leaves the space for new mindsets, new understandings, new perspectives. 
Okay, so a Christian growth mindset is not the exact same as a growth mindset of the world. It's not dependent just on our own effort and our own ingenuity and in our own ability to handle this. No, a Christian mindset, growth mindset is uh, originates in a work of the Spirit in us that's born in a relationship of love. But as we allow the Spirit to work in our hearts and our minds, as we love the Lord more, we do need to recognize that there are ways that we shut the door of grace, we shut the door of kind of spiritual ingenuity, we shut the door of fruitful kingdom uh, growth when we don't allow ourselves to, to be transformed to think differently, to allow him to help us to see things the way that he sees things. And that's where I want to end, that ultimately a Christian growth mindset is about seeing the world as Jesus sees it. It's about seeing our lives as Jesus sees it. It's about seeing our circumstances the way Jesus sees them. And then allowing his spirit to help us to believe and to persevere and persist in that outlook and see it as good and see it as true and worthy of staying the course on. Okay. This has been the Spiritful Leadership Podcast. I'm Pete Barak. Thank you so much for listening and watching. However you want to engage with us, we'd like to engage with you. So please do reach out and um, yeah, we'll see you next time. God bless. Come take my hand.